Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hello, Michelle Saylor Tucker. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. We're going to talk about one of the biggest topics we get asked on Savvy, and that is to cover all things related to sales and profit, because if you're not growing your business, you're probably going to be out of business in very short order, but you are a super sales expert, the founder and CEO of Sailor Tucker Incorporated, and uh, you're going to discuss how we can avoid making the 10 biggest profit mistakes that businesses often make. But before we go there, I'd like for you to share a little bit about your backstory and how you came to the whole business world. Sure. So, you know, people ask me that all the time. Did you, did you, go, or did you just decide one day you're going to sell companies? And no, but I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. Even as a little girl, I wasn't your typical little girl. I didn't play with dolls. I didn't play with toys. I played with pen and paper. And I would walk up to complete strangers at the bank, church, grocery stores. And I would just walk up and say, hey, I'm, I'm Michelle. What do you do? How do you do it? How'd you get started? <laughs> <laughs> so I was interested in entrepreneurship at the age of seven, eight. And, um, you know, I told my mom, I'm never going to work for anybody. I'm never going to get a job. And mm. so I started owning many different companies and in different industries. I did get that job at, at Xerox, Fortune 500 company. And Xerox ended up promoting me within six months to, to, uh, president, vice president over the region division. So I had about 150 sales reps underneath me, 100 to 150. And um, I just realized how much I hated it. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm now sorry. you were doing sales there. Did you always love sales or did you see it an end to a means to growing businesses? Becoming I, I've always loved sales. I've always loved entrepreneurship. I love, you know, solving problems. I like mm -hmm. helping people. I like, you know, building relationships that last a lifetime. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, you know, I, I liked it at Xerox, but then when I was promoted, I wasn't selling anymore. I was managing unruly preschoolers. <laughs> uh. And we were having meetings to schedule meetings to schedule more follow-up meetings. And 
you know, just to do paperwork because you couldn't get anything pushed through. There was so much bureaucracy and, you know, everybody had to agree. And I just said, look, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. So I ended up leaving Xerox and starting my own franchise development, franchise consulting and franchise sales company. And I was equity partner with a few different franchisors and I would blow them up. So mm. I would handle all the sales and handle the development. I'd handle, you know, getting their, their franchise locations up and running and help them hire their staff, help them run their companies. And so many buyers kept asking me and sellers too, you know, they would come to me and say, hey, do you sell businesses? I'm like, no, we, I just specialize in franchising. Buyers would say, do you have any existing businesses? I don't want to buy a franchise. And after listening to that for about six months to a year, I'm like, you know, there's got to be something here. <laughs> the universe is talking to me. So I need to listen to the universe. Yeah. And that's when I transitioned into mergers and acquisitions about, I think it was back in 2000. So it's interesting. You were getting the call from the marketplace that this is what we want, not yes, franchise. Yes, and, yes, yes. and you listen to the call, which is great. That's how a lot of business owners end up getting started. They had this need, desire, or even pain point themselves. And they said, I'm not seeing it out there. People need it, want it. I need it. Why don't I create it? Um, what, now, you're going to talk today about some of the mistakes or 10 biggest mistakes you've seen as far as profit mistakes that businesses make. What, what have you noticed working with so many businesses that are some of the mistakes they make? Well, pretty much all the mistakes are the same. <laughs> so, you know, mistakes are not, it, it, it doesn't matter about the industry. Um, mistakes are made across every industry you can imagine. And the biggest mistake is when I wrote Exit Rich, you know, Steve Forbes endorsed my book, Exit Rich, and mm -hmm. Steve Forbes says 80% of businesses will never sell. 80%. M&A Source says 90% of businesses on the market will never sell. So that means you have a 10 to 20% chance of success on selling your company, especially selling your company for your desired sales price or desired price tag. And the biggest mistake that I see business owners make is they don't think about selling. They don't mm -hmm. plan for their exit. They just continue to work in their business instead of on their business. Mm -hmm. And they don't think about selling until a catastrophic event occurs. And that could be internal or external, internal or health issues, partners disputes, divorce, death. External is a pandemic that we've all been experiencing around the world for the last two and a half years. And I'll give you a perfect example. I had a lady that called me from Dallas, Texas. Her husband dropped dead of a heart attack at the age of 40. Well, left her with a mountain of debt. She was in her early thirties. She knew nothing about the business. And she called me to see if I could sell it for her. And unfortunately I couldn't. I started asking her a series of questions. How many employees do you have? Did he have? Does he have any processes? What was the process manuals? What was the training manual? What was all, you know, all this stuff. And unfortunately when he died, the business died because he didn't have a business. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's another mistake is most business owners Think that they've created a business when really what they've created is a job that they go to work at every day, a glorified job versus a business that actually works for them. And you know what I'm getting from you, Michelle, it's not just that they created a job, is that now they're owned by the job. At least if you worked for someone else and you, you've made an agreement, I work nine to five or whatever it is, you get off the clock, you go home and you get to breathe easy. If you created this glorified job, now you're, you're married to it and you can never leave it. You stop working, you don't make money. That's right. You stop working, you don't make money. I mean, and the whole reason we go into business in the first place is to have financial freedom, to have a better quality of life, to spend time with our family, our children. 
I talked to a business owner the other day. It's been in business um, 15 years. And he said, Michelle, I haven't taken a vacation in nine years. And he says, and I've missed all of my kids' soccer games, you know, plays, gymnastics. He's missed everything. And I'm like, well, why are you in business? You know, that's not why we go into business. And so anyway, that happens more often than not. So again, the biggest mistake is not planning your end game, not planning your exit from the beginning of buying or starting a business. Hmm. And, and you know, I'm also getting from you, maybe they don't have an exit plan, but it seems to me they don't have the day-to-day -day plan either. If you're just coming in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they uh, don't have the day-to-day -day plan. And the day-to-day -day plan is, number one, we talk about the GPS exit model and exit ridge. <laughs> and that's really, you know, really creating your exit plan from the beginning. And I have mm -hmm. six steps to your GPS exit model. And then your day-to-day -day plan, Christina, is building that infrastructure. <laughs> and, you know, when you build a house, what, what does a contractor do? They, they start digging deep in the foundation. Foundation. Or laying the foundation. They start making sure that, the piping is there to make sure the wiring is there to make sure everything's there. And then, you know, they build this, this hopefully sturdy house that will resist, you know, different winds, hurricanes and tornadoes, et cetera. It comes to Texas and Louisiana. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we have to do the same thing with our business. Mm -hmm. We have to build a solid foundation based upon what I call an extra rich, which are the six P's. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, then you're not going to weather the financial storms that come your way. So yeah. the six P's are huge. The GPS X model and the six P's is what every single business owner should incorporate immediately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing I've heard from quite a few business owners is I don't have time to train new people or to get processes up and go. I'm like, you don't have time not to have processes in place and train new people. Um, because if you are just kind of willing, nilling it and going from day to day, every single day, you're going to not succeed because the new person comes in, they're not going to know what to do. They're going to do what they think is best, but is it really in the best interest of your business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a thousand percent. And that's why people is the number one P and my six P process in my six P plan, process plan. <laughs> and and I, yeah, I can't get away from the P's. Uh, but people's number one because you know, Zig Ziglar said you don't build a business, you build people and people build the business. Otherwise, you just again have a glorified job. So business owners really have to focus on their strengths, hire their weaknesses. They need to work on their business, not in it. And they need to really build those people. And yes, if you're not a trainer, if you're not good at human resources or hiring people and stuff, then you need to get someone who is. And you know what, I, what I'm thinking? Let's say you're a tech guy and you're you're putting together as a salesperson or as a business owner, a tech gadget or app. And you have to hire all the other P's from HR or whatever. Now, let's say you don't know what to look for. Where do they begin to look for great talent where they know they're getting someone who's going to help move them forward? Is there any suggestions in that area? Of course, of course. But that, you know, that's always the hardest piece. The hardest mm -hmm. piece is always where do I prospect? Where do I look? Where do I get the best people? You know, then how do I test them and make sure they're the best people? How do I train them, et cetera? The one thing I always say first before you start looking is really identify the seats in your company. What seats are you trying to fill? And then really list out the who's in your company. Who answers the phone? Who handles marketing? Who handles legal, accounting, manufacturing, software, distribution, 
quality control, the list goes on and on. Once you figure that out, then start really putting together your job descriptions so you're crystal clear. Because what happens is people start prospecting through Indeed, you know, ZipRecruiter, they go to LinkedIn, but they're not clear on what they're really looking for. You got to get crystal clear on what your objectives are, what seats you're filling in, the who mm-hmm. question. And, you know, the clue here is, is that you should never be next to the who, Christina, because <laughs> we're really wanting to build a business from without you. Yeah. But I find, you know, we, we hire off of Indeed. Um, we don't use, we use SIP sometimes. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn has been a good strategy for us. And, um, you know, LinkedIn, LinkedIn has worked, but you got to be very careful. And, you know, we've all be careful with LinkedIn. And here's the reason why. Right now, people are just leaving the current job that they've been at for a few years just so that they can make, uh, uh, you know, a dollar more, a thousand dollars more, or whatever the number is. And I don't really want those people mm-hmm. because if they're going to leave the current employer mm-hmm. because of a dollar or a thousand dollars or whatever the number is, then I'm not looking for somebody who's just looking for more money. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for somebody who's looking for a career path, looking to be part of the company, mm-hmm. looking to have, you know, maybe, um, you know, really be a part of that company as almost as a co-owner, almost look at my team as co-owners, you know, mm-hmm. um, because without them, we don't have a company. Yeah. <laughs> so they really are co-owners. You can try recruiters. Recruiters are very tough. Um, I've tried recruiters in the past and they just do what you do. They go to Indeed, they go to LinkedIn. Yeah. I always say also the best resource is networking yourself, mm. you know, and, and when you go to different meetings and stuff, network throughout the different meetings. If you see a really good waitress, now it depends on what positions you're looking for. You're not going to find a CEO or a CFO or a COO, <laughs> but if you're looking for like a real good, real good administrative assistant or somebody who's maybe customer service and mm. you see a waitress that's really, really good, or you see somebody selling cars that impressed you, recruit from other industries. Mm. You, you've touched on so many great points. Um, I think one of the things I've found for a lot of business owners, they get trapped looking at, oh, what does a piece of paper say in front of me? The, the resume, which often, well, you can mess with it and often the information might not even be valid. But you're having an experience as say, you need someone in customer service, you go to this we- restaurant and this waitress is giving you top-notch customer service. That's someone you want in your business. Thinking mm-hmm. kind of outside the box instead of thinking what narrowly fits inside of, whatever they have on LinkedIn for customer service. Um, and I love the fact that you're saying that um, you can go to a number of these places, but don't get pigeonholed and having to see it one way or another. Yeah, a thousand percent. And then you also have to test. You have, you know, trust but verify. You have to test. You have to check the references. And, you know, because people lie on their resumes. I, w- I just had an interview for a marketing position with a gentleman and he lists every skill I'm like, oh my God, I have to have him. You know, mm-hmm. videography, uh, photography, SEO, Google Hours, you know, Facebook ads, et cetera. And then when I talk to him, I come to find out he's only a teacher. He's never mm-hmm. used any of those skills in a business environment. And he's SEO certified, Google mm-hmm. certified, but he's never used it. So mm-hmm. he has zero experience, even though he said those are his core competencies and he has years of experience so people lie so when i tested him he had a 13 percent in attention mm-hmm. to detail 13 wow we don't hire unless our people are at least in the 90 percent mm-hmm. so 
you really have to get crystal clear on what are you looking for? Well, all those attributes, what are those core competencies you can't live without? I can't live without attention to detail. If you don't have attention to detail, you're not going to, you're not, you can't be a part of my team. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I mean, we have a team of analysts, mm-hmm. you know, they got to be really good at numbers. <laughs> so that's the score to 90 percentile. Otherwise, we're not going to bring them on. So you really got to run testing. Like I said, check references, et cetera. Um, yeah. and, and just make sure you're putting the right people in the right seats because so many people are just so quick to hire. They grab a body, they stick it in the seat, and then they wonder why that person's not performing. You can't put a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. And you mentioned something else. I, I'm, you know, you said if someone comes in and their reason for leaving the last job is, oh, I just want an extra thousand. They're not paying me enough. Well, Next year, you're not going to pay them enough because they're going to want more and more and more. But what are you bringing to the table here? The question should be, is I want to serve. What can I do to serve this business I'm coming to interview at? Not what am I getting? The minute you get, I'm getting something or I want something, they're a taker, not a giver. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I find that, so I can't, we kind of stopped using LinkedIn for that reason mm-hmm. because they're all employed and everybody we talk. Now, we, we, you know, it worked for us for a couple of people. But for the majority, everybody that we talked to was leaving because they want more money. Mm. Yeah. You know? Or they talk really, really, really bad about their employer, which I'm not going to hire somebody who's going to talk bad about their employer. Hello, never do that, even if they're the worst employer ever. <laughs> yes, and never leave without notice. When they sit there and tell me, oh, I can start immediately. I'm like, aren't you currently employed? Yes, but I don't care that my boss is terrible. Well, I'm sorry, this interview is over. <laughs> I don't care how bad your boss is and our boss is really that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you need to be professional and you have to get professional notes just because somebody might yeah. be treating you bad doesn't mean you do the same. <laughs> no, yeah. And it really does reflect. I love that we're talking about this because both business owners or maybe someone listening in who isn't a business owner will hopefully hear this and, and heed the advice that it's a, a two-way street, you know, you're going to be looked at both. And also let's talk about social media, how you present yourself on social media. I, I'd say that anyone, a business owner looking for great talent, go to their social media because how they portray themselves out in public is probably how they're going to come to work and how you do one thing is how you're going to do business. And yeah, if- that's very true. I mean, we had a marketing person that worked for us and I made the mistake and didn't go to social media. And this person has pictures of her in bikinis, you know, and yeah. everything else. And that's, I don't want my, my, you know, people to portray themselves. Bikini is your profile picture. <laughs> you, know, you might look great, but you don't need to be showing the world that have a little decorum. Yeah. So, I mean, this is some great tips just to get started. And I want everyone to find out how they can find out even more. So they don't make these same mistakes. How do they find out and get a copy of exit rich? How do they do that? Yeah, we will absolutely tell them that. I would love to come back and talk about the other five Ps. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we could have you here for a couple of hours. I'm sure it's a very in-depth. But... So, so they can find me at STI, which stands for Siler Tucker Incorporated. And uh, they can go to, the, the, uh, to SilerTucker.com, but you can also go to STI at 360.com because all of my websites and everything is there at, at STI360.com. And if you want to uh, get extra rich, you can get the printed version. We're in 99 Hudson bookstores. We're on Amazon. We're in Barnes & Noble. So go Everywhere. to your bookstore. Go online. You can also go to exitrichbook.com if you want to buy directly from us. 
And you, um, if you want the audio version, which only came out a couple months ago, Yay. you can get that on Audible, um, Amazon, you can get that at Apple, wherever you like to buy your favorite audio books. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I think it's still like $4 right now, 3 to $4 for the audio books. So it's a great buy. It is. And uh, no excuse. There's plenty of places to go get it if you're running and, you know, I don't have time. Yes, you do. You can go listen as you run to your next appointment. Uh, I just have to thank you again, Michelle, for sharing your great wisdom today on Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.